Hello, everybody, and welcome. It is UK Cowboys TV Season 1, Episode 61. Uh, I am your host today, and I'm joined by a full Celtic crew. Uh, so we've got Scotland versus Wales tonight. We've got Paul and uh, Graham with us, representing the Scottish side of the border and the Welsh side of the border, myself and Richard. How are we all doing, guys? All good. Not yeah, bad, yeah. not bad. Good. Everybody good in the hood. Uh, so uh, the good thing is we've got plenty to talk about today. Uh, so I reckon this show may go on for quite a while. But not only have we got quite a bit of news that has gathered up this week from the Cowboys, we are continuing the positional breakdown series. And we're on to the to the big men up front now. Uh, the guys with the sand in their pants, the O-linemen. Um, luckily enough, we've got three people who all specialise in that area. The bigger boys. <laughs> Exacto. Um, but let's first of all, guys, uh, let's hit the, the, the news feed uh, for this week. So first of all, um, there has been uh, a rise in uh, the outbreak over in America. Few states gone back into lockdown. Texas being um, one as far as we were aware. Whether that's changed by the time this goes out, we, we don't know. The big thing I just want to say before I get you guys what this means, I just want to say I hope everybody over there is staying safe um, and all your families being taken care of. Yeah, I mean, I, I was actually messaging some of my friends in Houston at the moment and they're saying it's getting pretty bad. They actually know people who's now picked it up and some people I, I actually know as well. So I'm just like, oh, for goodness sake, how the hell? You know, but, um, but yeah, so... Uh, needless to say, I don't think I'll be going in September. Mm. I think I think I think I am ninety. And not just that, I was on the phone to the Department of Home Security today. Oh, nice. For regards to that, and they could not comment yeah. on it. So I am just well. pretty much passing time and trying to get my flight money back. Pretty much, I think there is, you know, Plan B, which is fly to Canada and drive down. I could do that, but even <laughs> but, but but even still, they still got the a fourteen day yeah. thing, you know. And you got to they got to let you over on yeah. the border as well, anyway. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so any holiday makers out there um, plan going to the NFL? It's not looking promising. No, uh, yeah. but I mean, in in terms of what that means, do you think? Because I mean, one of the things that has come out, um, I think, it was in fact today. That Roger Goodell's come out and said all the teams on in terms of training camp can still go ahead. The date's set, it's finalised. I mean, do you think this makes a difference towards that? It can. I, I mean, I, I mean the NFL have not. I, if the, is, is Goodell actually came out and said anything? It's still going ahead as like based on the new lockdown measures. Yeah, still going ahead as planned. He said you don't have to change the dates. It can still go ahead as planned. If it's, I suppose if it's if the games are going to be behind closed doors, I can maybe understand that. But still, I'm just uh, I don't know. It's difficult. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so it's, it's so difficult to get an opinion on it. If you know what I mean, like yeah. you want you want you want football to go ahead, but at the same time, you just want everyone to be safe. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, similar story to Paul. I actually be in Orlando right now, and obviously, oh, sure. really? obviously, I'm not. So. <laughs> That's another story with Virgin Atlantic. Um, <laughs> well, 
Mickey Mouse will have to wait. <laughs> yeah. But um, like like you guys are saying, I I'll be honest, I'm worried for the season, yeah. um, particularly with the southern states because you look on the there was a graphic shown on the BBC website today. A lot of the southern states are struggling. The there are um, thousands of daily daily cases, and that's where a hell of a lot of football is played. So, um, not just the NFL in terms of college. I know a lot of colleges yeah. are, are reconsidering their programs, um, and I think as as the stories get worse and worse and worse, you're going to see more and more friction between the NFL and the NFLPA because the players will not want to play, um, particularly if it's going to be a lower salary cap. They're not going to want to play the same game for less money, particularly the high earners. So yeah. I'm, I'm concerned for the season now. Yeah. Just, I just want to kind of like raise up something in general as well. And this is to our American friends. Please wear a mask. Please. Because uh, see, like, like here in the UK, we are taking measures that comes to that. And so far, like, Graham can vouch this out. There's been like what five days in a row now, no new cases, no deaths in Corona now, and and things are slowing down in England as well, and and same with Wales. Where the mask does help a difference. So just a wee message to uh, American viewers. So just wanted to just wanted to say that there. Sorry. Yeah, go for a hot safety tip. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, more than anything, it's just making sure everyone stays safe. You know, the last yeah. thing we want to hear is is people you know that we know we love we speak to we engage with even on facebook you know we we hear that you, you know you're ill or sick and you know that just brings everyone down um but i mean like in in terms of something that ties in with all of this as well is uh they came out this week and said the the hall of fame game between dallas and uh yeah. and pittsburgh's cancelled in terms of the actual hall of fame uh, the whole event. We don't know what's going on there. They've said they're going to reschedule. Don't know what that means. See if they end yeah. up doing. See if they're doing end up doing a virtual Hall of Fame thing. Is yeah, it's going to be such a travesty. Mm. Jimmy Johnson's been waiting all those years to get into the Hall of Fame, yeah. and and it's just going to be online. There's no presentation. He doesn't actually get to see like go side by side with the statue mm-hmm. of his of his face and that. Yeah. So. And um, has yeah. a crowd in front of it. Exactly, yeah. the devil's made the yeah, speech. Yeah. It's not going to be the same, and and that's what players look forward to when they're getting yeah. inducted into the Hall of Fame. So yeah. that, if, if that's what if that's anything, those guys are going to be inducted, and if it's going to be have to be virtual, it's just yeah. I'd be I'd be gutted. As, ah, I wouldn't care. I would be like, ah, postpone it till we actually get a crowd. Yeah, yeah totally, totally agree with Paul. If it was up to me, the the inductees from this year would have their ceremony next year. Yeah, because they've waited this length of time, a year down the line. Hopefully, it'll be so much more visible, and they can have just a, an extended event, so you can have the, the class of twenty twenty one as well. Here, here's here's the scenario. Why not have it as part of the Super Bowl weekend? You so I know what you're saying. So it gives you more time for things to calm down, and but it's all about Super Bowl's all about celebration of football as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. why why not celebrate these players in the biggest stage of them all is the Super Bowl, yeah. make up make up for lost time, or even like around the Pro Bowl, so make it one big yeah yeah you can do event, absolutely you know? so then it doesn't yeah. take away from the Super Bowl you that's could do true like that. yeah. um, but I mean going on the lines of, of 
the the coronavirus and everything. Um, Zeke a couple of weeks ago, um, too much uh, annoyance to Zeke. Um, the news were was broken that he had the virus. News is broken again this week now that he's fully recovered and everybody's fine. The only other thing then is he did a live stream uh, earlier this week. Yeah. Uh, and then the news came out from Sports Illustrated that uh, he was high while he was doing it. Yeah. Um, since that, uh, Zeke's now turned around and said, um, I think I might take legal action against this for defamation of character, um, which he's quite right. Um, and I mean, if you, watch, if you watch the actual stream, there's like literally, I mean, if if he's smoking, I, I want to know what, what it, it, happened. It never did. No. Uh, all I did was, it was having a couple of drinks and he admitted to that on the stream anyway. Yeah. But but what Sports Illustrated have done, they've just took something completely out of context and made it something that is pure blasphemy pretty much. Yeah. Just, just there to get some hits. And now it's... And now that's going to have a knock-on effect in Zeke, and the Cowboys are now going to kind of be like, ah, did you? Did you do that? And but, but it's clearly evident that he didn't. So yeah. and so Zeke, go after them. Seriously, get after them. I yeah. think so because to me, I, to me it strikes of um, clickbait. Low, yeah, clickbait and uh, a low amount of news in the NFL world right now. Yeah. They'll, they'll jump on anything they can get their hands on. And not just that. It's just not just that. It's always about the Cowboys. Does yeah. it, it, bad news, yeah. good news, doesn't matter. If there's Cowboys in the headlines, people are going to... doesn't matter if you're a fan or a hater. People will still tune in. Yeah. That's, yeah. And, th- and this defines where we are, America's team, if not the world's team. So, and I keep saying that. It is true. It's ridiculous how much of a non-story it is, though, because it, it has no prior, and it's the new CBA. So, even if he was, what does it matter? It, yeah. it doesn't change anything. Yeah, it doesn't stop That's him from playing. Yeah, yeah. I will add, though, he's actually not bad at Call of Duty. He's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's wearing a helmet as well that I like. Oh, wearing. that was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all about vision. It's all about vision. Uh, if practice, stick your helmet on practice my vision but i mean uh talking of another one of the things that came out in terms of the free agent market this week the jamal adams um news just will not go away no matter how much we report and try and get rid of it it raises his head once again and now just to add to it uh jamal adams the jets turned around and said a trade with the cowboys could go ahead if they're willing to trade for Lyle Collins, which ties in with the offensive line uh, talk we've got today. Um, so I'm going to send it out to you guys. Good trade, bad trade, ridiculous. I've ridiculous. Two, I've, got yeah. two word, I've got two words for that draft. Go on. Fuck off. <laughs> New York Jets, you can really fuck off. You're so, not getting Lyle Collins. I mean, no chance. If you're anyone watching, wondering why he's saying that, we're going to go into the offensive lineman later on in this. We have stats for Lyle Collins, and it will be understandable why yes. Mr. Paul Stewart's getting rather verbal on that one, but that's fine. Um, but uh, just to add to our new segment for a bit of a smile, 
In other news this week, we also have Mr. Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Um, so <laughs> 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 now go and watch his video. The guy escapes from two bears. And I'm not on about the Chicago bears. I mean, actual physical bears, ones that will literally rip your face off. He escaped two of them. I, I can't tell if it was a brown bear or a black bear, what type of what type what type of one it was. Because it's in black, black and white. But the fact, the fact is, there was well, how many was it? Was, was it two or three? Two, two. Like even one was like, well, it was like a cub in a way, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But even still, though, and I, 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 we we made the comment earlier. Haha, Clinton Dix is a uh, backwards running. It's just ridiculous his speed. Head. Uh, his backpedaling, oh my goodness. <laughs> to find anyone bad at backpedaling when they're face to face with an angry mama bear, literally. I mean, like, oh, everyone's suddenly NFL grade. I'm going that way. I, I saw I saw fluid hips, I saw rotation in the knees, I saw quick on the feet. Brilliant. <laughs> no fear. <laughs> no fear. I'll, I'll I'll be honest, man. If, if that was the if that was the case, if that was me, if I was in hard Clinton Dixit situation and I saw that, Christ, I would actually beat uh, what's his name, uh, John Ross's forty uh, yard dash. If that was the case, <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to sound. What's that? Sorry, Rich. I'm just supposed to like yell at bears if you see them. You meant to make like a lot of noise. I I, I don't know. Now. I, I I very much doubt I would stand there screaming. I I, I would love yeah, to hear. Yeah. If there was one thing I would love to sh- see, not see, but hear the actual audio of that video, <laughs> you know, like because you don't hear, it, you just see the reaction and how he backpedal was back. But yeah. I would just love to see, like, if there was like a oh crap or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but mind you, mind you, he is a defensive back, and they do like to trash talk. So it wouldn't surprise me if he was trash talking them. <laughs> you got them bears. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's ironic because he used to play for them, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, still, he still can't escape them in free agency. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's just a bit of the news, and uh, we always like to try and end a new segment at the start of the show on a light note. So let's break into the offensive lineman in our positional breakdown series, guys. So we've got yes. a guy who's played offensive lineman, one guy who loves watching offensive lineman, and another guy who uh, during every game will literally just comment on the offensive line play. Um, I'll let you try and figure out who is who in all of this. Um, when it comes... Should it be pretty obvious by now? Yeah. No. <laughs> Nobody can see people's bellies below the camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, when it, you know, guys, I like to watch college uh, football um, and do all the scouting around that one of the things i absolutely hate doing um and the opposite to joe is watching offensive line and scouting them i mean i've tried doing it one year for every player and my eyes were getting crossed so i'm gonna let you guys take over on the scouting side i'm just gonna give you the numbers the facts and let you guys take over so first of all let's start with offensive tackle guys because of course that is the crown jewel of the cowboys o-line in tyron smith you missed it, the most important important part, the blind side. Blind side, yes. Yeah. Yep. What yeah. the film? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Yeah, so basically if the, the quarter if the quarterback's left handed then your right tackle is more important, if the quarterback is right handed then your left tackle is more important. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, you mentioned this before the show as well, Paul, that um, we're doing this at a time as well when uh, Brandon and Marcus have done an offensive line show as well, who was yep. uh, on our, the show. And they're looking to do a crossover show with us. So, our, Yeah, our friends at Cowboys Zone. Big shout out to them. Cowboys Zone. So uh, not only are we doing this, uh, which is just pure coincidence and timing because we're going through the roster and positions, they've done it as well. So uh, anything that we add, Go ahead, look at this, watch this, uh, and you can go back and forth. gives you some uh, different opinions. But as I was saying, we're looking at, the, as I was saying, the crown jewel, if you like, uh, of the Cowboys O-Line, Tyron Smith. Um, being with the Cowboys now, he's in his ninth year, uh, taken in the draft in 2011, ninth overall from USC. Uh, mm-hmm. At the moment, uh, it, he's worth uh, $13 million against the cap. Uh, which is quite a lot for an offensive tackle. But in terms of what Tyrone Smith provides, would you say that the cap hit that he's worth, because he's he's worth just something close to that as well going forward, um, would you say that, I'll start with you, Paul, because you are you play offensive lineman. I'm giving away one of those. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We screwed it up already. I know. Yeah, yeah I played. Um, I played yeah, I played uh, left guard and left tackle, so I played on the blind side. So yeah. I know. Um, now he, he is at this point. This year is the first year where the Cowboys have an out in terms of dead cap, um, but he is an unrestricted free agent in twenty twenty four. Which by that time he'll be thirty two. Um, but that's, it's, that's scary to think that just how know. long we've had him for, like. We must have drafted him when he was what twenty years old. Yeah, we gave him a massive contract too. I think it was a seven-year contract the Cowboys uh, offered. But but we've benefited from it though. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah. Like it's it's not took a much major hit in the cap because of that long extended contract. So That's well right. done to well well done to Jerry for doing that at that time. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, in in terms of what he provides, um, would you say? Tyrone is worth the cap hit then, Paul? Worth the cap hit? Mm, 13 po- what was it, 13.5? Don't know the exact. It's somewhere close to that. It's just, or just slightly over Um. Yes, I would say so. The reason for that is because he is irrepla- irrepla- he's, he's a blue-chip, irreplaceable player. He is. That line. When he's on the field, he's your guaranteed protection. Regardless, mm-hmm. right? Like he's never like I don't recall Tyron actually like he's he's been injured before, but he's never really came off the field during a game as per se. But it's always been like the day after things would actually like maybe cramp up or he's had some niggles that mm-hmm. is not healed up quickly enough type of thing, or like that's why he wears the braces and that as well. Yeah, just yeah. To, like, so, but even still, when he's on that field. You cannot replace him. There's, he is like if you can like if Tyron Smith is the sixteen games plus a season if we're making the playoffs and that he is the best left tackle in the league. That's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, but obviously the injuries is the big concern. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, here we go, Greg. Move it. Let's go into that then, and tell me what you think. And um. When he gets replaced, what the issues that causes. 
One of the knocks that people will have against Tyrone Smith is the last time he played 16 games in a season was 2015. Yeah. Is that an issue? And last year, look at the guy, Cam Fleming, who replaced him. Oh. Yeah, the issues that we had. Uh, now, we'll get further on into replacement players. Tell me, is that an issue for the Cowboys? And do you think, based on what they're saying, the news reports on Tyron Smith, you're looking at a 16-game season from him this year? Well, I mean, it's going to be an issue in in week 15 when we play the 49ers and week 16 when we play the Eagles. Mm. And we have a 13-game-a-season tackle. Yeah. But just to touch on an earlier point, Tyron Smith is not inside the top 10 of high-paid tackles anymore. Oh. So it, it, in, terms of, in terms of cap hit, I would say he's worth it. Because yeah. right now you have Laramie Tunsil on 22 million, Lane Johnson on 18, and Anthony Costanzo on 16 and a half. Mm-hmm. So when you consider those numbers, he is probably worth it. Uh, but like I said before, if he goes down in week 14, we're in trouble. Because you have two two huge games there, and this season in the NFC East, we're going to have to beat the Eagles in Week 16, uh, in my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, th- th- there's no denying that it's a must win. Yeah. Regardless, I don't care if we're 13 and three, 12 and four. Oh, sorry, 12, sorry, 12 and 3, 13 and 2, or whatever, like with one game left in the regular season, yeah. we need to beat the Eagles. Always need to beat our divisional rivals, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you, you talk about, I know we keep going back to it, but we keep talking about the CD Lamb pick. Um, I couldn't tell you who the backup tackle is at the moment. It is Mitch, Mitch Hyatt right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, just simply the fact that I couldn't tell you who it is is scary. Um, you you will always get people in the media that go, the Dallas Cowboys could have had Austin Jackson. They got the Dallas Cowboys could have had Cesar Louise. The, the Dallas Cowboys could have had Isaiah Wilson. So there's always going to be re- people ready to pounce on on that pick, even though I agree that C.D. Lamb was huge value and a great pick at that position, you're always going to get people ready to bring you down. So, if, if I mean, it's not, I say if, it's not even enough anymore. It's when Tyron has to take time out. I really hope it's not December. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a proven entity. He is a 15-game season. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you there. I don't know if if, if anyone maybe can of well, this is my observation, but there has to be there has been a slight pattern when uh when Tyron does become injured and it all seems to be like just after halfway through. Mm. Like it, it's not I don't think it's ever like correct you could correct me like anyone watching this you can correct me, so be it on the comments for the video and that. But from what I remember, it's always been it's been like maybe like game ten, game eleven, and game twelve. Mm-hmm. He may have missed those games. Then he's back for game thirteen onwards because that's when we really do need him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the but middle section. Yeah, it always seems to be that halfway point. So I don't know if that might be something to maybe like. If, if I think we'd be like looking at the state, like the schedule and that, like. 
that I think there is one divisional game in there that I would be worried about. Yeah, yeah. But mm. but yeah, um, yeah. I just want to add that in there. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. I I, I know what I you mean, say. It does seem to be that area. I know. Ideally, what ideally, what you would like is for the Cowboys to sit them during, say, a, a man. I don't want to say winnable game, but a manageable game. You know, if say say they come across a team that is struggling, particularly on defensive line, could you sit them for the second half of a game if we get comfortable? Could you manage his time? But again, you, you can't it, have mm. opportunities like you can't forecast for that. No, I mean, it, like yeah. the trouble you got is like O line is one of those things where. Like literally, if you ever look at the, the, the those five guys, are usually the same five guys, barring injury, that start and finish. Yeah, you know they they they're literally one of the few positions in terms of units that don't yeah. interchange and substitute a lot. But they're gonna they're gonna have to come up with some because he will break down. He will break down, and he, he he's got Joe Philbin as a coach now. Joe's yeah. been uh, he's been a head coach at some point during the NFL season with the Dolphins. Fair enough, he didn't do it particularly well. But somebody saw head coach potential in Philbin, so you can imagine he's got a certain amount of player managership in his head that they will be able to, you know, give Tyron days off, give him opportunities to rest up. And um, but like like you guys are saying, I mean, he, he comes out with wearing so much metal nowadays; yeah. it's, it's scary. That is yeah. true. Just as something I don't like, unrelated to. The um, Tyrone, but the this actual schedule again. It's actually San Francisco and Philadelphia. Then it's New York. We've got two divisional games at the end of the season. Yeah. So that's even more important now. And that could be the decider. Exactly. We're yeah. awaited. We're actually, our last our last game is away to MetLife, mm. and and that can always be hit and miss. But. Who knows? Bloody Danny Dives may actually pull off something for once. (laughs) (laughs) Unlikely, but it's not worth taking the risk. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, on the opposite side uh, of that line is uh, probably 2019's best in in terms of consistency. Probably the best offensive lineman across those five guys. Uh, We're talking obviously about LSU's um, Lyle Collins. Uh, Now, Madly enough, we managed to get this guy as an undrafted free agent um, yes. back in 2017, which I think was just crazy. Uh, so it was all down to uh, an investigation on him. Yeah, that's right. That, and something that happened in the university with a couple of other people. Yeah, and it, and it, and it was clear they not had no involvement with it and that, and we managed to get him first dibs on the undrafted free agency. Yeah, yeah. And what a player he's become. Yeah. What a player. Because he was... He was touted to be a first-round pick as well. Yeah, yeah. First that's right, yeah. He, 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 that's where people were looking to take him until there was, as they always say, you know, there's behavioural issues or, yeah. you know, personality. Um, and and but, just to add, to, add on top of that, it's beyond far the truth. He's, he's probably one of the most nicest-natured people within the team. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, since his um, they when they signed him on his undrafted uh, free agent contract, he's now on a five-year contract. This year is only four point nine against the cap. Then it bumps up quickly up to twelve million. Um, he's an, an undrafted free agent in twenty twenty-five. Um, but I'll get your take on this one, Rich. Um, last year, 
allowed only two sacks, played all 16 games, and only had five penalties. So remember, mm-hmm. we're talking about Paul's rant, swearing about Lyle Collins trade. This guy is literally, in terms of rankings for um, uh, for offensive linemen, uh, they give him a score. He's like right up there. <laughs> Believe it or not, if you have a look, I think he's in the top 25 uh, in terms of ranking score. What is it, though, with Lyle Collins that has made him from this this guy who's touted, as we said, a first-round free agent, to becoming one of the best on the Cowboys' offensive line. What is it that he does so well? He's just the typical... He, he's in the same mould. I think it helped the, the group he went into with everyone that was there at the time he was drafted. Look at the people he had. He had Tyron Smith. He had Zach Martin. He had Travis Frederick. The people, when you play with people like that, that kind of professionalism and the approach to the way you do things rubs off big time, especially when you're young and impressionable like that. I, like you alluded to earlier, we've had zero issues with him to the best of my knowledge. And I know my memory is crap, but I don't remember him ever hearing of an issue and Lyle Collins being involved, ever. The guy has been literally your typical company kind of guy like a jason witten kind of guy in terms of keeps his nose clean head down gets on with his job he comes to work every day wants to be better he has his eyes on the prize he knows what he wants and that's a lombardi trophy and he's going to do whatever he wants to go and do it and he helps the guy next to him as well and anything else he can do he is just one of those guys and like you said he got not even caught up in something he was questioned over something just what do you know about this and it's draft season, it gets out, everyone gets made aware of it, he falls spectacularly. And we end up with, probably. I think that was a bigger steal, or as big a steal maybe, as getting Dak in the fourth and getting C.D. Lamb, you know, and everything that went on this year and everything yeah, else. Yeah, it's yeah, that, yeah. that kind of Valiant. impetus on it. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous, which is why I completely agree with young man down there that the Jets are absolute fucking clowns. They can trot on, and if any any if Sports Illustrated did the story on the wrong people, because the people smoking crack are definitely up in New York and not down in Dallas. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, don't let, uh, don't let him go. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> what, 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 finish off though, Rich. What we finish off. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, but I mean, yeah. So there you go, guys. I mean, you know, I think everyone's in agreement that honestly, the guy statistically as well each year has been getting better and better. Less penalties, less quarterback pressures. Yes. Um, less. You just watch it progressively getting better and better. Bad, yeah. bad stats going down. Good stats going up. Going up, he's consistent and he improves because he has his head down and he gets on with the work and the people he plays around. Oh, Paul. We need to remember he was drafted as an offensive guard. True. He, play, he played two years as guard, back up to, um, oh God, what's his bloody name again? Uh, Doug Free. When, when, when Doug Free retired, he, he took over his position. He took over Lauren Leary's position at left guard the year before that. So we know he is a versatile, but what? And he was he was solid. He was a monster at guard as well. He but was fact, well, but, yeah. But ever since we moved him to a right tackle, which is he's never really played right tackle for his career. He's always played mostly on the left side. Yeah. But playing as a guard and maybe like right guard, perhaps. 
given their take on the injuries back in college level. But, but my God, man, like what? It's just completely, his level just went straight up. And one of the things as well, if you notice what a lot of teams are doing, because like in recent years, a lot of teams were putting a lot of pressure, getting their best uh, pass rusher on the left tackles. You know, that that's always yeah. the battle. And it, it, it was a little bit, and it's caught up a bit now, where teams are like, well, why not put a good pass rusher on the right tackle? Because mm-hmm. every team puts a bar, puts their right tackle as, the, you know, generally not yeah. as high uh, in standard. So that's happened. And there's a lot of a lot of pass rushes on that side of the line now, putting pressure on teams. And Lyle Collins is standing over there going, yeah, don't worry about it. I'm only going to allow two sacks on the season. Yeah, it's funny that you just kind of mentioned that. It's like nine times out of ten, most NFL teams are pretty much, sorry, well, let me rephrase that. Most football teams always tend to put their, their, their best defensive line, like edge rusher against the blind side yeah. uh, tackle. Yeah. But that's the most key player in the O-line. Because if you can get past the blind side, the quarterback doesn't know what's going to happen next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but uh, and this is why we've got Lisa Tyrus Swift and now we've got Lyle Collins. Yeah, yeah. So like because teams are trying to sneak on the other side of the line, you know, yeah. generally what happens is then they've got to catch back up. But Lyle Collins is just taken to it like a duck to water and hasn't phased him at all. If, if, it's pretty much yin and yang at, at fucking both sides, you know. Yeah, yeah, true. It's like, it's, it's just a good balance we've got on, at both ends of the of the line. Yeah, yeah. Um, but looking at the guys in the uh, further down the depth chart, then guys, uh, I'll I'll get a take of each player off you as we rip through them. So first of all, we signed a guy uh, from Kansas City, uh, Cam Irvin, who played yeah. in Florida State. Uh, we've signed him only to a one year deal. Uh, it's worth two point five million. So during his time. In Kansas, he allowed seven penalties and five sacks. Um, you could probably see the, the difference between the starting tackle straight away uh, and what we've got there. Um, I'll go with you, Gray. Um, he was taken 19th overall in the draft. So he's a first round uh, draft pick. That was in Cleveland, mine. So we want about that. But um, what you know about Cam Irvin, if you, you, you can give us any take on him. Um, do you think he's a guy that can play backup? And if, uh, you know, say, God forbid, something happens to either Lyle or Tyrone, he's a guy that can take over the role? Well, I know he certainly did. He did well for uh, replacing Eric Fisher. Yes. When he went down, he played He played eight games last year um, yeah. for the Super Bowl winning Chiefs. Yeah. So, um, but on the other hand, they declined his option. So yeah. they've obviously moved on, you know, considering they maybe considering they can get somebody else in or maybe they're they're building up cap room to try and get Mahomes signed, I don't know. Um but oh, to come in and play eight games, mm. you know, it, it, they've obviously seen something in them to say, oh, we're quite happy for you to protect protect the, the franchise. And he's a swing tackle from what I know. That's as well. Yeah. So yes, yes indeed. Yes, you, yeah. can, you can I mean uh, <laughs> It throws into all sorts of stuff. I mean, do, if if Smith was to go down, do you move Collins? Do you start Do you start Irving? I don't know. I mean, it's it's obviously their, their decision, but um, 
for me, it would be keeping Collins on the right and putting Irving in. But yeah, to come I, in and play eight games for the Chiefs, you know, you um, you must know what you're doing. Not enough to start, and obviously the, the Chiefs have not decided to keep him. But he did play eight games, which is it's better than most for backup tackles. Um, so he's come in, done a job, and hopefully he will come in and do the job. I mean, I'm getting down on Smith, but the, the stats don't lie. You know, yeah. like you said, Mike, he's not played 16 mm. for for five years now, so you can't argue with that. Yeah. Irving, you might find Irving on the field this year. It could very well do, yeah. I've got one word to summarise, Cam Irving. Safe. Safe? Yeah. I like that. I like Safe. that. Yeah, that you're not gonna, threat. you're not gonna get a, a pro bowler, but you're not gonna get a Cam Fleming. Yes. Who is the other the offensive tackle that we had that replaced uh, um, Tyron Smith, and he was going off against the Atlanta Falcons, where we gave up five sacks on that side. Same with remember. Somebody is going to be screaming at the screen at yes. us. I can see it now. I know. Uh, like, he literally <laughs> played that one game. <laughs> it, was, it was that one game, and that was it. was something, I don't know if it was like Bell or something like that. Um, hold on a minute. It's, we'll continue, but I'll get the name. I'll, I'll do my, my investigation while we're chatting away. <laughs> um, that, tell you what, though, that game showed how. I know this is going back to Tyron Smith a little bit, but that game showed how much of an impact. That's the point. Yeah, that's the point. Not hundred percent. Tyron Smith. Got it, guys. Yeah, Charles Green. Green. Charles Green. Yeah. Green. How, could you, <laughs> Green? how could you forget that? That was an awful. Well, then we had his backup for one other game, and he just 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 as bad. Yeah, and, and but, yeah. had six sacks, six and sacks. Yeah, fumble. he almost broke the record. Yeah, and like. Yeah, and like what was funny is we we drafted Chaz and everyone was like, "I oh, will develop him," with that. and he got his chance, and it was just like, "Oh boy!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, in, the words, in, in the words of Kevin Hart, he wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but here we go. Let's get on to the next one, right, Paul? Uh, yep. Brandon Knight from Indiana. Uh, now, here's a guy who was an undrafted free agent uh, as well. He's uh, 676,000 against a cap, becomes an undrafted free agent um, in 2022. He has played uh, seven games, 109 snaps. And during that time, zero sacks, zero penalties, zero pressures. Very interesting. Yeah. Needless to say. Um, this, um, no, this is now his second season, I believe. Correct. Yes. Right. It is. So, and he's twenty three. I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking at his stats. Just not, well, stats, well, not his stats. His profile. Yeah. One hundred forty two kilograms. He's a big boy. Big boy. Big boy. Mm-hmm. Um. And I kind of, I'm sorry. I just had to be good with his number there. <laughs> no. I'm not. I'm not even going to mention it. <laughs> um. But yeah. Um. We've not seen enough of him, but I yeah, would love to. I would love to see him a lot in the preseason. Yes, just to see what we just, get. Just, yeah, to see what we get. Like, can we? Like, do we really need 
that cap up with Cam. Like, like I know it's not much in comparison compared to Brandon Knight, but uh, well, sorry, it is quite a different story. Knight, Knight compared to um, Irvin. Um, but what, what I'm trying to think is, it's like, can Brandon Knight do a better job as the backup role? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that's one of the ways it's going to go. I think he could very well do make make the final cut. To be honest with you, absolutely. Like, absolutely. I mean, if you saw it, like, I mean, like you said, he's not done anything wrong during the best parts when he's been on the field. So, continuous progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, and it's all about progression. As long as you're progressing, that's the main thing. Get better every day. Um, that's it. Just get better every day. That's the main thing. But uh, moving on to the next guy, uh, which I'm going to take uh, to you, Rich, is Mitch Hyatt uh, from Clemson. Guy is uh, a practice squad guy last year. Uh, and again, undrafted free agent again. Um, but he is a two-time winning college football champion, uh, taking Clemson twice to the national champion winning. And he's a two-time winning Jacob Award winner, which is given to the best offensive lineman of the division or conference. Um, what do we know about Mitch Hyatt, and will he go back on the practice squad, or do you think he's going to make it? Uh, not a great deal. I do think, in terms of what we know about him, I do think he probably makes the practice squad because yep. they really know what they've got. Same as previously and same with a similar sort of situation as Blake Jarwin. They haven't, they don't know what they've got there to really say yay or nay, really. Um, I mean, I know obviously they've got practices and everything else, but I mean, he, he hasn't had any live NFL snaps. You don't know what he can really do in that sort of situation. Um, I... I, I I think he's because they've added a lot of guys. Obviously, one of the things we're going through, we're going through a lot of names right now. They've added a lot of guys to try and cover holes and all the rest of it with yeah. backup behind Tyron Smith and everything. I do think he makes the practice squad again. I I don't know why. It's just a gut feeling, in all honesty. No, but, I, yeah. No, no, I, I like it. Um, just I mean, talking about guys that we we took to cover. One of the other guys is Wyatt Miller from uh, UCF, UCF Knights. Um, we actually signed him uh, to a two-year contract. He's an exclusive rights free agent in 2022. This year against the cap, he's only 29,000, <laughs> um, which is crazy to think about. But he was literally taken from the Jets. Um, I think he was actually taken off, the, uh, off their practice squad, I think. I'm not mm-hmm. entirely sure. Uh, but he was literally played a game to cover us when uh, Sufilo went out in, injured, uh, just to mm-hmm. cover us. Um, just to mention on that guy, to be honest, I don't know if he's going to make the cut, to be honest with you. I, I don't know if anyone wants to add on that. I'm just reading up. I don't think it's him. It's regards to the Jets. He was signed by the Dallas Cowboys as an undrafted free agent yeah. on April 30th, 2019. Um, said he struggled as a backup left tackle. He was yeah. released. Yeah. Then he was signed to the practice squad. To the practice then, squad yeah. then he was promoted to the roster on December 10th, 2019. I mean, yes. obviously based on that, like you said, is it kind of struggled in that. But like throughout his college career... I was quite quite amazed how, but obviously we're not the scouts, and they've no. obviously made, made their um, prediction right if he struggled in the, the pro level like that initially. But for, 
Go on, go on, sorry, not interrupting. I mean, I was, I was just saying, like, from his college career and stuff like that, it, it's yeah. quite, it's well documented, like, most snaps within, like, 13, like, I think he's, like, the all-time leader in snaps from, from scrimmage for the for the Clemson Tigers or something like that. Okay. Like, um, during, uh, like, so hold on, let me bring up the stats, so, Hyatt became the 13th repeat winner of the award of the Jacobs Blocking Trophy, like, as Fon you just mentioned there, yeah. and he also became the Tigers' all-time leader in snaps from scrimmage during the 2018 Louisville game. Yeah, uh, with, uh, with, I was on about Wyatt Miller, not Mitch Hyatt. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, I've been going about someone else. Yeah, 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 yeah. My God, God, I do, like... I, my God, I do apologise, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You're all right, though. It's all right. Yeah. You're cool. You're cool. Whatever you, you do, just don't say you're low key faded. Just don't don't say that. You're fine. It's fine. I tell you what, I tell you all right. <laughs> let, let, let's let you redeem yourself, right, Paul? Um, talk to us then about uh, one of the guys we picked up off uh, the undrafted free agency this year as a rookie. Uh, offensive tackle Terrence Steele from Texas Tech Red Raiders. Was at the senior bowl. The only thing I've gone through with him is the guy during his entire college career has only missed two games. And he was on a, a very strong O-line that um, whilst he was playing this year uh, during his senior season, the entire O-line, entire O-line allowed only 18 sacks on the season. He is a natural left tackle. Yeah. Natural. He's six foot six. He's over three hundred pounds, and he can move like he's a linebacker. Yeah. Like if anyone has seen the footage of this guy, man, <laughs> mate, it's ridiculous. Like he was it. Like, like I've not watched much game of him, but when you do see him, like he is a bit. He was a standout when he played. Uh, uh, played for Texas Tech, and oh man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, it was a solid O line that they had, and he was like that. He was at the the. the he, he was the pinnacle. He was the pinnacle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, out of it all. Yeah, I, and don't know if this is just me, but I'm really quite surprised that he went undrafted. I, well, I would have, like, but but seeing like see when you saw some of the offensive linemen that did get drafted, they were nowhere the same athleticism, the same awareness. As some players that you may have got in the later rounds, some like some of them were very questionable for this whole draft. I think that maybe just due to because the type of draft that we had this year, you couldn't evaluate the players properly. I don't know if that's just me, but I think there has been. I think there's going to be a lot of hit and misses for every team this year regards yeah. to this year's draft class. Do you do any of you think that he, this is a guy that's going to make the practice squad? Or do you think he's got a long road to get there? I think he might well... I mean, <clears throat> obviously we need to see how it goes. I think there's definite potential there for it because like everything you guys have highlighted, he strikes me, because I vaguely remember from what Paul was saying there, vaguely remember him saying something similar on draft night um, about how other people this day after or something about how loads of people went and he was he went undrafted. He to me seems like one of those picks that you get and it's like 
how the hell did we pick him up as a, a draft of free One of those guys that you're like low key quite excited about, and you hope you can develop them. He's that kind of guy to me. Mm-hmm. So I really hope he does end up practice squad because, like you said, he is a, he's got that natural talent. And even if he ends up being a good steady Eddie, he's a good steady Eddie, and that's something we really we don't have and haven't had behind Tyron Smith. Yeah, well, I think we're trying to forget as well. It's like still can play both sides of the ball. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's, he's not shown up, but from what reading up on it, like he's actually like I'm pretty sure there was a during the NFL combine, he did mention something briefly. Says, "I'm not just a left tackle. I can play right side as well, but I do. Prefer, he does prefer playing on the left, but that's always a good thing because." Yeah. What if Collins goes down? Mm-hmm. Who have we got yeah. him? Who have we got to back him up on the right hand side now? So just yeah, that. Yeah. 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 I know what you're saying. Always cover I, yourself. Just on the just on the undrafted aspect of it, I, I don't know how you guys feel about offensive tackle, but particularly left tackle. See if you go down the list of of the starters, the the vast majority of them are first round picks. Particularly on the blind side, yeah. And I just, I just find with with guys that go undrafted, well, Lyle Collins being an exception Good because obviously yeah. he he was projected to be a first round. I feel that if if you don't get a first round blue chip talent at left tackle, you're going to keep looking for him. So it's nigh on impossible for these guys to make a starting a starting position because they're constantly looking at the draft. Who's the top guy coming out? Who's the stick on that we can plug in day one and he's going to take o- take over and look after the franchise for the next 10 years. So I just feel for these guys, it's, it's kind of you either have it in college or you're a long-term development. Do you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't find an undrafted yeah. guy and you're going to chuck him in in his second season to start 16 games for you. So for me, it's nigh on impossible to become a starter if you don't hit the ground running in college, particularly at the blind side offensive tackle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, it, it, like you might get in somewhere at right, at right tackle, you might make a guard position. Um, but that's that's why we're going down these guys and saying I'm not really don't really know too much about this guy. We're not sure, and this this guy might might go here, he might go there. If you don't have a tackle, you're trying to draft one in the first round. And we didn't go for tackle because we've got Tyron Smith, obviously. So <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I mean, they only play 13 games, but it's still a hell of a 13 games. Let's face it. And in, in all fairness, as well, like over the course of the years, maybe not so much the early 2000s, but Overall, in the past 25 years, we've actually always done a good, well job when it comes to offensive linemen, either you're in the first round or undrafted. I mean, take, for example, the Great Wall of Dallas, where when you had, like, uh, Mark Stepnowski and Mark yeah. uh, Tuney, mm. etc., etc. Exactly, Nate Newton. Um, all those guys were pretty much all undrafted, and they were the pinnacle force for Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith back then. But obviously, like, and obviously we just had that Misfortune to have have didn't have that much investment of a line as much. What happened there? I don't know. <laughs> Richard, what the hell are you doing? Uh-huh. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'm playing around with my screen trying to get it all sort of 
like everyone, all four people. Mm-hmm. It's just being weird. Uh, right. <laughs> well, well the, the, a blooper within the uh, within the show, fantastic. Always <laughs> good. It's always good. <laughs> uh, uh, what was I saying? Uh, I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, the Great Wall, the Great Wall, and that was all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, yeah. we had the, the wee dry patch where we didn't do that. Then, then we started really investing in by getting Smith, then getting the start, then Federer, then Zach Martin, and we get, ended up getting Lyle Collins. So we ended up four, four players that were first round talents, yeah. and it made a difference. Now, we've got that, that, that level barrier. Where it's now helping the people we're drafting in now to get up to that level. Yeah. yeah. So it's like we're, we're setting the foundations better. And well, I mean, as you just mentioned there, I mean, you're talking about the, the Cowboys, how they drafted, you know, as we said, um, Tyrone being the start of when they started to build that, you know, the, the, the beginning of the Great Wall again, if you like. One of the guys who was at the tail end of that was probably, I would say, like a lot of people will say Zeke is the best player on this team. I will argue with Zach Martin, who is mm-hmm. our next guy. Now, yes. this guy, I mean, he, he's been in the league seven years. He's made the Pro Bowl six of them. Like, it is unbelievable um, what this That's, guy's doing. Uh, well, is it not six seasons, six Pro Bowls? Six pro, six, yeah, six Pro Bowls, and he's in seventh year this year. Aye, this year, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, right, just, just to save the confusion there. There's one year where he hasn't done it. Yeah, yes, this year. But and we haven't played it. And four of the years as well, he's been all pro. Um yeah, I mean this guy is crazy. Taken sixteenth overall in the draft in two thousand and fourteen. Um now I, I'm gonna give you some very nifty stats on Zach and then I'll get all of your take. Before you, uh, before you do that. The fact that we picked him over Johnny Manziel just says it all. Yes, yeah, that was the Johnny Manziel, yeah. And I'm a Texas A&M fan, so we won't go there, all right? I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> now, this year, um, he is 15 million against the cap, right? But I'm not even happy with that. I'm happy with it. Yeah, Thank I'm you. not going to bother asking the usual question. I think everyone will agree. It doesn't matter. Um, in 2021... Uh, his dead cap is eight million, so they have an out next year if they really wanted to. But I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, now, last year in 2019, two penalties, zero sacks, zero quarterback hits, and then just to add a little something else into this, in his entire career, he's had only eight sacks. Right, this is on pass protection, and uh, he averages, whilst in pass protection, one sack. Every 463 snaps in pass protection. <laughs> it's not just not ridiculous. That's ridiculous, man. I mean, it's bad. Just, just to touch on it, I mean, it, like, he turns 30 this year. Yeah. Um, no concerns over any drop in talent. The guy's an absolute stud, a pro bowler, stick on before we've even played a snap. Um, worth every single dollar, mm-hmm. a, a cornerstone of, of the offensive line. Um, I can't say enough good things about him. You, you know what is the most scandalous statistic about this? Not what he's done, it's what the league has done for him. They've made him 59th 
of the top NFL 100. 59th. Yeah. Right? And he's yeah. probably the best guard. He's, he's, absolutely. He's the best guard. Right? And I'm just checking to see right now who's ahead of him. And I want to get your guys' input on this. So uh, let me just check. So... So Tyra Smith was 52. Hold on a minute. Sorry, I stand connected. Hold on a minute. Zach Martin was 59. He was 59. Tyra Smith was ahead of him, regardless of the injury. Yeah. Which is questionable. Yeah. I the reason Tyra Smith's that high is because of the injury. So Tyra Smith's 52. Zach Martin's 59. And Zach hasn't missed a game. Who's, and, the, hi- who's the highest offensive line, Paul? Uh, the, the highest offensive line is... Let me see. I always, have, I always have a thought in the back of my head that offensive line isn't sexy, which is why he's not making the, the top big, 50. Big Davey B for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Just because he could chug a beer doesn't mean he sees fucking better. Yeah, yeah. Anyone can chug a beer. I, I chugged one last night. <laughs> My oh, missus can yeah. chug a fucking beer decently. <laughs> She's a fucking good playing guard. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Hold on, let me just check. I'm just trying to see where the guards are. So it should be loud. But I mean, while you're just having a look at the guard rankings, oh, Zach, Zach Martin's the only guard in the top 100. Only guard. That doesn't make any sense. So that's there you, there you go. So that's not too bad. Yeah, but that still doesn't make any sense. Exactly. You should be in the top 30 at least. And there should be at least three guards in the top 100. I would say. Yeah, yeah you would consider yeah. like. At least one more. <laughs> or at least one more. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the only guard in there. And... If you're going purely on all pro teams, you've got to have another guard. Exactly. Let's go the other side uh, of the guard line, right? And I'll get your take, uh, Rich. Connor Williams from Texas. Um, it, this is his third year. He was taken in the second round in 2018, right? Um. Now, he was a guy looking who could go into the first round. So far, he's played 10 games uh, in 2018, and he played 11 in 2019. In week 13, he went out with a torn ACL. During that time, he had, uh, last year, five penalties and one sack. Now, the other guy, which we'll talk about in a minute, Conor McGovern, so there's a fight between the Connors. Is it, yeah, is this... Because obviously Connor's got the more experience, um, and he's played games. Do you think that he's locked in for the other guard role? To start, I think going into training camp, yes. Okay, yeah, I like that. What happens from there on is anyone's game. anybody's game. Like you said it is going to be a, a bit of a battle of the Connors sort of it thing is going on. Yeah. yeah, but it. I expect more from him. And I don't know if that's me being harsh, but I do. See, that's the thing. I was, I was kind of just a bit, just a bit, see, I think we may be putting too much pressure on Connor Williams. Yeah. Because 
Mm. He was touted as the first round, like he was supposed to be an instant fit. Not all players can be like that. Like he's played like you yeah. the team he always wanted to play for was for Dallas, but I think if I remember um, rightly, Connor Williams, I think, was even invited to the red room at the draft. He was. Yeah. He was there the first day and he yeah. was there the second day. He yeah, came he out. Like, but but it was even but it, he's so glad that he stayed there though because it was it was in Dallas and he got drafted yeah. by Dallas like so it even made it more special for him but, but that's besides the fact like in terms of his, when you're looking like compared to the other players and it just really depends on your mental state how quickly you can learn the playbook end of the day learn the stunts learn the, the types of blocks who you're uh, double teaming. In terms of uh, running in the field, or you're yeah. doing it like uh, deflect a block onto your t- tackle or onto your center, like it's all those different scenarios. That it, it could be a bit overwhelming. And I, I think a lot of what we're talking about with the O line as well is it depends what what they decide to go for. I mean, it could be that they're going zone blocking scheme, and I think if they do stick with a zone blocking scheme, Williams beats McGovern. Yeah. In that. Me, me, when when we when we did have him playing, he was under like he his strength was not was his strength was not visible when you really True. know like Aaron Donald had a, a ride day with him. Yeah, he like, did. Like, yeah. And and quite a few um on like on un, unknown like not big named nose tackles, uh, free techs were pushing him about, driving him five yards back into Prescott, having to scramble the ball. That so it was like forced pressures on the quarterback, so yeah. it wasn't good. But he did improve this year. He did improve. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry, sorry, last season. So he did improve. He did have uh, a better anchor. That yeah, is sure. yeah. Um, but I, I still think Solofilo did put in a better shift than he did. True. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but, the, the the big issue with Williams as well is that it was in week thirteen when he got the torn ACL. So mm. he's still really at the tail end of the recovery with all of that. Yeah. Um, so we, like you say, we don't know until we get there what it really looks like. But on the other end of this, and I get your take on him, Graham, is the other Connor, Connor McGovern from Penn State. Second year, um, uh, taken in the third round. This is his second year. Taken in the third round in 2019. Uh, literally spent uh, the season on IR with a torn peck. Um, but what can you tell us about McGovern? And if he does beat Williams out, what will be looking at in terms of a player? Well, you're you're gonna straight away. You're talking about somebody that's had a massive setback mm-hmm. at a time where he needs to be in learning. Um, you can only learn so much in the film room and in yeah. the locker room and so on. Um, Horrible injury that uh, tearing a pectoral muscle that put him out for the the entire season. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is where Rich and I are going to team up a little bit here and start talking about papering over cracks when you start talking about McGovern and Williams because these are not these are not the blue chips that we're used to. These are yeah they have faults. Um, and you can see that they have faults because they're second and third round and fourth round players and so on. So, so developmental. They are developmental, but yeah. you can only spend one first round pick every year, and and it's not been on 
offensive line. So you're you are dealing with projects. Yeah. Um, for me, it will be Williams, like like Rich said, it will be Williams going into camp who will be considered the starter. Um, obviously, we've we've not seen McGovern yet, and I think the pectoral muscles been a big setback for him. Um, does he make the roster? Even yeah. I don't know. Um, I think Williams has got the experience in his pocket that makes him the starter at the moment. Um, but I don't, I don't see the pictorial muscle as my understanding of it. That that's not a career ender. That's just, it's just a sore one. Um, particularly when you think of offensive linemen. So um, if you can come in and have a good camp, there's no reason why you can't challenge for that spot because. Like I said before, Williams is no stick on to be the starter. If I would say where was the weak spot across that five, it doesn't come close. It was Connor Williams, so that that is the position that's up for grabs, in my opinion, on the offensive line. And if McGovern can find that third round talent that this we saw in the draft last year, there's no reason why he can't unseat unseat uh, Williams for it. I don't think. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And then um, just to move on then, guys, to the last guy is uh, Cody Witchman. Um, in his fourth year from Fresno State, was taken in the sixth round uh, by the Rams. At the time, they were St. Louis Rams, I think. Did that work out right? Yeah, they would have been St. Louis Rams. Um, that was in 2015. Guy's on a two-year deal. He's into his second year already. 750k against the cap. Uh, has played 24 games during that time. Two penalties, two sacks. The issue, of course, is the Rams have a um, bad O-line, <laughs> to say the least, and they still release this guy. Um, I don't know what that says about how he is as a player. Um, he has really not done much. I think he's more of a centre guard um, sort of guy for the Cowboys. I don't know what you think about that. He's more that guy that can bounce between both centre and guard. Or do you disagree? I've got really drawn much, no much comment. I'll be honest with no, this yeah. one. I'll be honest. No. Yeah, like, a lot of people watching or listening will be who? Yeah, yeah. Who is this guy? Yeah. What is? Why have yeah. I never heard of him before? When he's been but, on the team. Yeah, he's, he's like we all know the name because he's he's been in the team for quite a while, and. But we've not seen really much of an ounce of him, so he's obviously been kept on for good reason. Yeah, yeah. For so long, but that's the only thing I can really think of. Um, but um, did you say this is going to be the last guy we're talking about? Nope. The next lot, the next group is the centre. Oh, it's just a bit ask that because just yeah. bit, just just the way how you said it, there was like, uh, we're missing out the centres. No, <laughs> we're on we're on centres now. Hit me with it, Jumbo Joe. Um, I Solid. Think- yeah, uh, solid. Fact, so, like the fact that he took over um, Frederick's role uh, two seasons in a row, yeah. he was so, he was solid, man. He did a great job. He filled in, did what his must, did needs must, no questions asked. He's reliable. Yeah, yeah, uh, very reliable. And here's a crazy thing that people will not realise about Joe Looney is he can dance. He can dance. <laughs> he can dance in his underpants. Um, but believe it or not, he's actually one of the, the, the 
longest serving players in the league, uh, in league years, sorry, for the Cowboys. He's in his ninth year, uh, taken by uh, San Francisco 49ers in 2012, joined Dallas in 2016. Um, This year, he's only on a one-year deal, which may tell you something uh, about another player who's a centre on our list. Um, 1.1 mil against the cap this year. 2018. He played um, to try and help Travis Frederick out with his recovery. So played a full season. During that time, four penalties, one sack. And then last year, dabbled uh, a bit as well. Um, But Frederick was back. Um, But Looney's now back in the fold as the centre number one. But last year, one penalty, one sack. So he is a reliable guy. I, I, I don't know what you guys think. I think... He's not, he's by far Travis Frederick, but he's also not a guy that is a soggy paper bag in the middle. No. No, he's, he's, um, on you go, Paul. I was, I was just, I was just about to say, it's like, regardless what you think of Drew Looney, if it's good or do you think he's just a backup, he can play his stuff for all over 31 teams in the NFL at centre. Yeah. That's, like, he's proved that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, to go back to Draftnate again, the Ruiz was on the board at the time and he went five picks later. You can bet there was a conversation about Ruiz and they, it must have come up at some point. The conversation must have been, are we happy with Joe Looney? Can we can we take Lamb and be happy with, with Looney? And the answer's obviously been yes. So they, they must see something in him to go, yep, I'm good with this guy. Let's let's go in and take Lamb because you could have had not a blue chip talent, but you could have had somebody that can play sixteen games. But they've obviously said no. Let's run with Looney. He's been with the team for a long time. He's a, he's more continuity for Dak. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm happy with Looney as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Unrelated questions were asked to the, the Cowboys. Do you know thing? Crazy that the New Orleans Saints drafted two centers in a row. Uh, the guy, like, yeah, one of like, them was a Texas A&M guy. Yeah, and and he helped them get to get into the playoffs. So what's going to happen to him? I'm I, if I was him about that, trade me. I don't know yeah. why I'd be no backup. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Is it trade bait? Because you always <laughs> need. I mean, offensive linemen. Yeah, I mean, you can never have enough. You can never have enough. Yeah, you ask you ask any team, NFL or college, and they say, what do you wish you could have more of? I guarantee they'll all say offensive line. Uh, absolutely. I, yeah. you know? Absolutely. I, I would, like, you would need more offensive linemen than you do more D linemen. Yeah. And I've played both sides of the ball before. And if you don't have an O lineman, you're not going to put points in the board. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but I mean, I'll I'll ask you, Rich. Do you think this could be because it's only a one-year deal they offer Joey? Are they looking then that this is could possibly be his last year as a cowboy? Possibly, maybe. Um, I mean, they've sort of. I think they've just sort of hedged their bets a bit, really, because it is very unknown territory for them in in terms of. I mean, Frederick just. Everyone understands the situation and nobody criticizes it, but it was a very still in terms of having someone there ready to take over very abrupt. So it is uncharted territory, so they've got to hedge their bets with it. I don't, you know, it, giving him a multi year deal would be a bit silly rather than yeah. saying, you know, we drafted a guy, give you a one year deal, let's see who wins. 
you've got your stripes. This guy looks seems quite decent. Let's see where we go. I mean, that's that's just the common sense kind of approach that Stephen and and Will McClay sort of have taken with things in in multiple areas. I don't see this being any different. I've got one word: insurance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an it's an insurance. It's like. <laughs> If, if Joe Looney has a great year, he'll probably will get offered a multi-year. If he doesn't do too well, then obviously our next guy we're just about to talk about will probably end up taking the starting role. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, you talk about the one-year deal. I think you have to look into the fact that he is 29. So, mm, um, yeah. say, you play, say he plays on the one year, and I know we're getting carried away with ourselves, but say he does have a cracking year, you could franchise him. Yeah, and then you, get, then you get That's another true. year out of them, and then you consider: Are you still are you still a sixteen game player at the age of 31, 32? So, yeah, they can hold on to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, one. that might actually work out cheaper in the long run. Yeah, it's just franchise yeah. tagging them. But it depends what we do. Yeah. yeah, it depends on what happens with the cap next year as well, of course. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so, is... so many fucking battles, <laughs> yeah. man. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I, but, I, mean, oh, I love this game. Yeah, let's go <laughs> to the guy next on the depth chart, which is an undrafted free agent again uh, from yeah. the Colts. Uh, it is Adam Redman from Harvard. Are you not met? Oh, I'm working okay. down. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm just saying that that theoretically on the depth chart, Adam Redman, uh, 2018, he actually played uh, 10 games, only allowing one sack. Um, last year, he was inactive for nine games, and then he got put into uh, IR um, after that. Do you guys think that this is a guy that, based on, yeah, see what I'm doing here. Based on what they've drafted, do you think this is a guy, and looking at what they did with him last year, he can make the cut? Or do you think that this is another, as we've already said it, insurance policy, you know, especially with what's going on? Is this guy make the cut or no? I, I think he'll still make the cut. Okay. I think yeah, I still think he probably might make the, the 52, or is it 55 now? Well, well, a 55, but that might go back down again. Oh, like, I've lost track now, honestly. <laughs> I've lost, I've lost track. But the fact is, I still think you can still be part of the the full, the, the main roster. Because mm-hmm. um, he can play multiple positions. Yes. And and he brings the he brings the word and here's the other singular word diversity. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. versatility and diversity. Uh, yeah. So I think that is quite key as well, because. I don't know if it may be just me, but Redmond seems to be one of those type of guys. He seems to know what he's doing and the position. Maybe not the most skilled of the whole lot, but he knows what he's doing. He might not be yeah. the fastest, yeah, but, yeah. but he, he's got that. Yeah, I mean, during the 10-game stretch that he had in 2018, he only allowed one side. He did yeah. allow um, some pressures, but that's not neither by the by. I mean, the guy as well is on a one-year deal, and it's less than a million dollars. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. going, to, going to Harvard, you've got a head on your shoulders, so he will know your position. Um, and also, you could consider it as um, direct competition for McGovern at guard as well. You know, it, it's all in the mix. And like yeah. you say, it's less than a million dollars, so he yeah. could be a cap casualty or he could make the team. 
I, I totally did not realise you went to Harvard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was feeling putting saying that there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It all works out. Oh, you know, is Harvard is Harvard law or medical? I can never remember. Couldn't even remember. I think it's Harvard's law. Isn't Harvard it? law, isn't it? Law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. You know, he's got to have the brains. Um, but I mean, uh, just to wind you up, Paul, uh, before we get to the next guy on the list, there is another guy, and that's Marcus Henry from Boise State. He's on a one-year deal, undrafted free agent in New Orleans in 2016. Um, uh, sorry, he's had one year. He's been out the league. Cowboys have got him on a two-year deal uh, for 610k. The only thing I will say about this pick, you don't guys don't have to talk much about it. The only thing I will say is Boise State. Um, he would have been on the, the the same time as the offensive coordinator. So has that got anything to do with it? Oh. Uh, Potentially. Uh, it, he's, he's bounced around the league. He's played yeah. a lot in Canada. Uh, and he's um, been squad more than anything. He's 34. Mm. It doesn't scream roster for me. I think that's just more. Did you say he's how old? Did you say he was? Is he? Is he not twenty? Is he not twenty-seven? Marcus Henry. Uh, I didn't write his age down. Yeah, Normally, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's twenty-seven. This has been his first year in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. thinking of a different Marcus Henry, Gray. Right. Um, this guy was an undrafted free agent in New Orleans in 2016. Yeah. Um, but then he literally left the league and then he's not left the league, but bounced out of the league. Um, yeah. He is. Uh, uh, the only thing I will say that is quite appealing to the Cowboys is that it's only a two year contract he's on. So it would make him an exclusive rights free agent in 2022. So that, that could be the only appeal I think that, that would help with the Cowboys in terms of, roster spot and all the rest of it but let's get to the next guy or should we just finish there <laughs> oh, <there you> go. <laughs> i knew that would have him um we did have uh, a guy taken in the draft uh, tyler badass yeah <laughs> spoke about him <laughs> draft period this is a guy who is from wisconsin so there are big ties with the cowboys uh, with the wisconsin picks and offensive linemen uh, as we mentioned um big fan favorite at uk cowboys travis frederick um right let's start with you paul and we'll work around the house i know we've spoken quite extensively about them so bear in mind if you guys want to hear what we talked about with those guys go back to our draft shows uh, back in uh, april about him do you think this is a guy that's going to climb the ladder? Be um, not only a guy that overtakes Adam Redman, but eventually, if things go to plan, is the Joe Looney replacement? Uh, potentially, if um, if his injury worries do not surface again. That is the big issue, yeah. I mean, his college career says it all. I mean, he's won the Remington Award, Trophy Award winner. He's two-time first-team uh, All-Big Ten uh, All-American he's, he's solid man He's a solid player And obviously with the injuries and that, That's what kind of set him back 
way further. Like if he never had those injuries and he still continued playing on, he would easily, without a doubt, would have been like a early second round, first round pick yeah. that year if it wasn't for those injuries. Well, I mean, on my draft board the year before, he uh, like at the beginning of the year, he, he, was, he, he was my centre number one. You would have won in the first round that year, yep. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, there you go, there's my set. And then all of a sudden, injuries, and then he didn't look the same. You know, where it's more flexibility with him. But the one thing I will say is that something that is extremely similar to Travis Frederick, and we've already spoken about it, it's upstairs. The guy, football IQ, through the roof. As the, the Wisconsin system, they truly believe that the centre is the most important role of all football, and it is. Because like, they're the ones that they're the ones that's going to tell their guards the position, saying, "Oh, watch out for the blitz, watch out for that." They're the ones that's controlling the snap. Centres that are are so don't they don't get enough love? No, and um, when they're on the field, they touch the ball every snap. Yes, every yeah. snap. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. I know, like we said, we we've talked quite in depth about Tyler. But have you got anything you want to add about Tyler roster wise and going forward, Graham? What you 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 foresee for him, if you like? Yeah, he's he's the the alternative if they find that Looney can't cut it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like like you say, he he has been taken there because Looney is on a one year deal and yeah. um. He, I think he'll be expected to be more than uh, a backup. He'll be expected to push. Um, like you say, first-round talent, they'll be hoping that the injuries clear up when he gets to spend a year as a backup, say, for instance. Yeah. Um, and uh-huh. then they can they can get to grips with what they really have. Um, like, But if, if Looney goes and, and does his job and gets in there and plays a 16 and we love to have him around... Then they they still have a few years of Diaz. I mean, is it four years they've got on, on rookie deals? So uh, he will be there for the long term, I think, because yeah. the talent is there. Um, and if they can clear up the injuries, then we've got a, a good pick there. Down and then I'll let you have the final say on this one, Rich. Uh, in terms of what we saw with him last year, Tyler, his body control and his technique just seemed to be thrown uh, completely gone. Obviously, that's down to injury, obviously. Do you think, though, knowing what our medical staff is like, and I mean, I say our Dallas Cowboys medical staff is like, that they will be able to bring the old Tyler. I know he's young anyway, but we say the old Tyler, the, the pre-injury right. Tyler, back into, uh, to bring him back to surface. If anyone, I, I, I'm a big supporter of this medical team. And um, strength and conditioning staff. If any staff in the NFL can do it, it's ours. Yeah. I'm a strong believer. Of I really do think that. Prime he example, is like, Smith. Exactly. Amari like, Cooper. There's mm-hmm. umpteen guys you can list throughout the years, even that I've been watching. Yeah. You know, it's mad. But to mirror what the guys have just said, he is very much, I think he is the guy that's been brought in. He's to be groomed up as the, the next guy. I think he is going to, he's going to make the cut. He's going to be the backup that does a little bit more because Frederick is not here. But like he said, 
you need to give them time to make sure those injury concerns are definitely as buried as possibly can be and he strengthens up after it and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, I, I think if anyone can, like I said, if, if, if any team can do it, I think it's um, a strength and conditioning team can do it. I think it's this one. Okay. So hopefully, it's one of those things, it's a fingers crossed, hope for the best plan for the worst sort of scenario really, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you're talking about center being the most important. If you look in this draft, we didn't draft offensive line apart from one guy, and he plays center. So they've got obviously a lot um, of you know what they want to concentrate on. And I always say, build a team down the middle, build your offense down yeah. the middle, center, quarterback, running back, yeah. build it straight down the middle. Travis Frederick was projected to be a third round talent, and yeah. he turned out all right. So yeah, that's it. Jokes on you, Mel Kiper. Yeah, I know. I still, I, I still like that. I still love that. Oh, um, man, that was the best man. Like everyone's like, who, who, why, 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 why would Dallas do that? And Mel Kiper was going off his nut because he got his draft predictions wrong. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> right, but um, what I'm going to ask of all you guys, you're probably going to have the same answer, but we've done it for all the positions. Um, I'll just give a shout-out to Dallas Cowboys uh, experience, Dallas Cowboys experience, our sponsor. Um, But before I do that, (laughs) I'll let you guys have a think. I want you to name the five starting offensive linemen. Um, So I'll ask you in a second. So let you think about that. Three are easy, two a bit more harder. Um, So, uh, yes, Dallas Cowboys. I've done it again! Cowboys Experience. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys Experience, our sponsor, guys. Uh, if you're going to go to a game this year, make sure you book it through Cowboys Experience. They have uh, tours, tickets, and uh, pre-game uh, events that you can go to and meet great players. If you do make a booking, make sure you use the uh, booking, code, booking code UK Cowboys. <laughs> oh my god, it's all falling apart. It's all falling apart. Mate, use the booking code UK Cowboys and you'll get a free gift just for saying it. Um, but yes, uh, send us your photos when you're at the game and with Cowboys Experience and with all the guys. We love to see those pictures as well. Uh, but yes, that's Cowboys Experience, guys. Our sponsor, you can see it swirling about up there. Um, but here we go then. I'll start with you, Rich, because you were laughing the most at me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, give me your starting five offensive linemen. Start from left to right. Do we just take the three that are given as? If you want, it's given because everyone's going to pick them. Yeah. Um, Fuck, (laughs) Looney. I don't know. I don't know which way it goes. I'm unsure. Come on. Want me to go? Go on then, Paul. You hit me with it because they say uh, dead is not good here. So you hit yeah. me with your five. Go left to right, mate. Left, left to right. So yeah. Smith, Smith, yeah. Okay. Shit. Christian <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, I don't know for right guard. <laughs> Shit. Come on. Uh, pick, pick one. Um, pick one. Pick one. Uh, Zach Martin, sorry. Uh, then, obviously, Lyle Collins. Okay. Graham, hit me with your five. I'm going to go Smith. Mm-hmm. Williams, because we don't know what McGovern is. Mm-hmm. 
Looney, Martin, Collins. I can't believe I fucking froze up at the radio. Hold fuck. Me. They're all right, mate. It's late at night, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. It's I, like, that, oh, Dennis, it's like, oh, there we go. We've probably got more bloopers in this show than the whole season. <laughs> I, want to, I want to see McGovern, but you, you quite simply don't know what he is. Oh, to try ask Brian yeah. that one. Ask Brian that question. I, yeah. I can't shake the fact, I don't know why, I can't shake a gut feeling that at some point we're going to see McGovern and he's going to take over this. Well, whenever this season happens, whether it's this season or next season, whatever yeah. happens. I, I think it's going to happen. I really do. Day one, probably Williams. Williams, okay. Just, just before we finish up, we did actually miss it one player, but we know he's not going to make the final 52, uh, final squad, and that's uh, our Mexican international. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, but we know he's going to be guaranteed a futures contract or right, be part yeah. of a practice squad, but, um, but I'll be very interested to see uh, how he develops more than anything. Like, yeah. he'll, be, he'll, be, he'll be different snaps for sure during pre-season, but that's roughly about it, really. Yeah, and you, you're probably looking at, um, you know, if he does, he's going to be with, like, the, the same sort of guys in that, that you know your four fifth stringers all the way down the bottom, um, you know all the way down the bottom of the of the chart really. So he's got a, a heavy road. Uh, yeah, I'm, I can't remember his name to see if this. I'm just just trying to get his name before we finish up. It is Isaac Al Alicorn. Isaac Alicorn. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I so, was uh, having a look myself then, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's... Yeah. So he's on the international scheme. Uh, so, but um, but very interesting to see how he develops. Mm. And because he's on the international scheme, he doesn't actually add to a roster spot. So it's yep. a it was the, yep, it was the same with um, a few years ago. Uh, God, Effie Obada. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, but the, he's but they kind of reintroduced that as a main policy when he was with Carolina. He actually he actually kind of did take a place. In our team, because uh, before the NFL international team took part, it like was official. It was when he was at uh, Carolina, so we kind of maybe kind of missed out on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was having a look myself, but yeah. Um, and that guys wraps up the O line. I have one uh, final uh, curveball. Go on. I have one. I've been sitting on this. Go on. I was waiting for the starting lineup. Right, Ronald Leary, who played twelve games last year, oh, I know, is still yeah. unsigned. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's on the. Keep free that agent in mind. mind. That is true. Ronald Leary is still a free agent. I mentioned this before a couple of weeks ago, and I'm pretty sure we all completely agreed at that point. We were like, "Yeah, that's that's something we'd yeah, be okay I, with." Yeah, I think I think I said that how months ago. How is he still a free agent? Yeah, like, like even get him for one year deal, type of thing. It'd still be a, a like even his experience to bring it on to Lexa, Connor Williams, and McGovern. You know, like my 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 kind of guess at it is one, he doesn't know if he wants to play anymore, 
or two, he's waiting for a starting position. Somebody might come in week, week three or four and say, listen, mm-hmm. we're late at guard. Do you want to come and start for us? I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut to the chase. I think he actually could be our start if he was the same yeah. right now, right now. Depend- it depends what you get. You'd have to, you'd have to take a look at him first. Played, played 12, game for the, 12 games for the Broncos last year. Yeah. So I don't think he's a dud just yet. He's 31. So, so he's still, still one good year left in him. Yeah. 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 Still there. So, but even that, even even if he just wants to be the starter, but he can still pass on some amazing knowledge. And that's knowledge is key for all O-line. Like, just be di- different, like, maybe, like, how to u- utilise your kick steps or how to, like, hand placement on the block, something like that. Like, he might do things a little bit more different from what his coaches tell him. He might learn something from Denver that he didn't learn with a previous O-line coach at Dallas. Who knows? It's all about passing knowledge on to the next person yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Yes, but uh, next week we continue, people, with the positional breakdown series. I know somebody who's very eager to get (laughs) (laughs) on this position. It is, of course, the defensive lineman, the opposite side. Um, The wrecking balls uh, of American football, as they call them. Um, So make sure you watch that as we continue the breakdown series and to end Season one, um, still a lot of work to do on season two, but we're almost there. We're almost there. Um, but for now, guys, it's myself, uh, Richard, Paul, and Graham. We will see you next week. Thank you for joining us and stay safe out there, people. Stay safe, people. Stay safe. See you next time. <laughs>